0: Welcome to Bizbody, everyone. I'm Keith, your host, and today I wanted to share something with you because it really hit home, and I think you get a ton out of it. Um, Went to an amazing course on pain and biomechanics this past weekend. Um, Greg Lehman, he's out of Canada, had a um, just a really impactful course in in. I've been already using a lot of the ideas um, that we talked about within. Uh, the pain science realm and biomechanics realm that that um, he touched upon this past weekend in presenting his case this past weekend. And what I thought was really amazing was, number one, the level of references that he had. It's, it's almost as if he had been reading an article, to three articles every single day of his life for around 30 years, maybe more. And the fact that he has his own clinic, he um, he does his own research, and then he coordinates with other researchers and, and looks at their their, their, their work and um, writes his own blog and does his own course. And it just is really, man, it, it, you can tell how much he really loves what he does. And getting back to the lesson learned was as we're going through – all these lessons in pain and these um, ideas of mechanisms behind how certain techniques may or may not work, um, how different uh, papers are lined up with constructing how they do what they do, like their methods, like, okay, we're going to do this method of uh, of exercise to help the knee pain, osteoarthritis of the knee, or we're going to help this um, this back pain for this degeneration or this type of, um, diagnosis. And what's really interesting to me is the fact that like I was a, an exercise guy amongst a lot of, uh, physical therapists or a lot of physios. There were very few just exercise people in the class, number one. And then number two, to, to be a physical therapist in the United States takes a ton of work. Just a ton of work, of which I have mad respect for because I know how competitive it is. I know that years ago that physical therapists were reimbursed well well they were they were <laughs> you you did well coming out of physical therapy school now, um, not so much. I mean it, I've heard people that own physical therapy clinics that their reimbursement rates are down. And uh, also there's a lot of physical therapists. Yeah, based off of studies that I've that I've read and, and surveys that I've read that there are a lot of physical therapists that want to leave physical therapy uh, within five years, which I'm not sure if that's just an a overgeneralization as well because there's a lot of people that want to change their career, right? It's not like people stay with the same career now. It's like there's a lot of people that are changing careers. So getting back to what I found was intriguing was like, number one, There are all these people in the room that are so well read. And when we're talking about the research of these things, it was surprising to some that the mechanisms that were described weren't really happening the way that they were described to these people. So basically that like, as, as someone would understand how something worked or why something worked, the, 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 why it worked seemed to matter less and less because people didn't really know why it worked. And it's hard to, to run a study to prove that one thing causes another, that causation is actually happening within any of these techniques, any of these modalities. Yet there are some things and some principles that, that ring true. And this is why I'm really excited to get Greg on the podcast uh, near the end of May, which is... And, and I may have this backwards and I hopefully I'm, I'm doing the course justice, but you know, pain number one is the body's way of healing. Like It's, it's a signal that things are healing. Uh, number two, that sometimes you can have an avoidance strategy to help minimize inflammation and take some time for recovery. Or you can poke into pain and it will be okay. So if you have a plan for pain, becomes very, very important. And that's, that's exactly where I believe the the basics lie for our youth. And when I see what my children are going through in, in health class and in, um, physical education class that I think that that is exactly what can empower people is the idea that, I mean, what are the chances that someone is going to be in pain one day? What are the chances that someone's going to have a diagnosis where they are experiencing pain? How many people have a plan for when they're actually in pain? I mean, imagine in health class, if you constructed a plan for what happens in the steps that are necessary, if there is debilitating pain, like step one, make sure that it's not a serious medical condition. Step two if it is a serious medical condition, make sure that you get, um, know what your timeline is. Um, Start to ask around for people that are the best at taking care of that stuff or at least who can see you now, if it's a timely matter, how to take care of it now so that you make a good decision. You can make the best decision possible in that short period of time. Um, Number two, if it is not a serious medical condition, understand how pain even works. You know, people understanding how pain even works or what pain is, this whole nociception thing, like what, what it's all about is a very powerful tool in even helping pain. So the more people understand about pain, the, the better the outcomes tend to be, at least in the literature. So then understanding that, how people have a plan, number one, and people understand pain, number two, becomes very important. And then lastly, how can paying attention to what are things that are okay versus things that are not okay and practicing moving relates to pain because it tends to go into the favor in my experience in the literature, which I may be way wrong that the more that people practice various positions and conditions and they do well with it, the better they feel. It's almost like if, you know, when, when you're sick and you're, and you're having trouble getting out of bed, you don't feel that great because either you're sick or because you're not moving well, it could be a combination of both. Chances are both, right? Cause there's, there's, stress on the system and you're not moving. Well, you don't feel like moving. You don't feel like getting out of bed and you feel like resting. So there's that rest and recovery. And then eventually the system thrives with moving around. Cause one of the main crazy parts of the system of, of, of being human, having a body is that number one, the cartilage, all the thing that coats every single, um, Highland cartilage that, that coats your synovial joints, right? Is fed with motion, intermittent motion. It's fed that way. It can deteriorate if it does not move. So, and and also think about your lymphatic system. The only pump of, that I'm aware of for the lymphatic system is muscle contraction. So it seems as though some very important processes of your body, of your immune system, of your, of your joint system seems to be fed by movement. So then the quality of movement matters. So it's, this, this is what I took away from the entire weekend. It really summed up fast. Number one, mechanisms can be fun to play around with and and try to understand, but more importantly, figuring out what it matters to the individual that you're working with to see, okay, is this, is this helping? Is this not helping? Number two, making sure that someone has an idea of if there's something really important that needs to happen medically, that they get it checked out. Um, Number three, when they are cleared for doing stuff that, um, that you either poke into pain because it's just a way of the body saying, hey, I'm trying to heal and are you habituating that process or is there a sensitization that happens where the pain gets worse as you're going through things because just because it hurts doesn't necessarily mean that you're causing damage to an area, but the pain gets worse and worse and worse then we may need a a partial avoidance strategy, which means, okay, let it calm down, do something else, and then come back to that area and see if something changed. And then lastly, out of all that, building a process where somebody keeps moving, not because it's healthy, but because it's the only way they're going to keep moving. So if someone values moving, then the challenges of how the body moves becomes the practice so that you can handle what people want to do. So it may become very, very helpful to figuring out what somebody wants to be able to do with their body, because that's the fit. When people think about fitness, it's not just like the fit of like health. It's like, if you think that you're the person that wants to go rock climbing, are you a good fit for rock climbing? If you want to go swimming. Are you a fit for swimming or can can you not swim, right? So it's not just how your body, what your body is genetically like, but then what is the trained state of the body to handle these excursions from homeostasis, from normal? Because if you're, you're not used to doing these things, right from normal which is like okay torso rotate one way shoulder extension the other way hip extension the other way knee flexion tibial internal rotation so h- how are these things being tracked and modified over time so that people know that they're okay there they've they've experienced it and they've taken that and they, they they've experienced it so that they know they're okay not just you telling them they're okay they they re- recite that back to you that you ask them you're like hey are you doing okay with this and they're like hey i think i'm doing okay like cool cool we're doing okay now we're on the right track and then from there we progress that by challenging all the different ways that we can challenge this system with some of the stuff that we've done in the past to then you know help with bone mineral density help with retaining muscle you know, like help with hydration because it's like traditional exercise may help a ton, figuring out where a person feels okay and not okay to, to poke in a pain, but then also to maybe habituate that pain could be very, very powerful. So I'm going to put links to the Greg Lehman, Lehman stuff um, because it was really really powerful. Me, I'm completely unaffiliated with with him and his and his work. He's a really fun guy. Great course. Um, had a lot of fun this past weekend in Chicago. Uh, shout out to Precision Human Performance for putting that on. Johnny uh, Cook and. Um, Shalomore's place, Precision Human Performance. You can check them out as well. They're amazing um, at what they do. They love exercise, exercise tools. And Greg Lehman is a movement optimist, so instead of a pessimist, which is pretty pretty amazing. And I I do like healthy skepticism and the idea of, hey, what can we do? What are people willing to do? And how am I going to support them with what they're willing to do? So I hope that this helped you a ton. Uh, Share it with anyone else. Tag somebody in this or uh, share it with them if it will benefit them. And lastly, thank you for raising the standards of the exercise industry. Catch you next time.